to the Lawyer Life Experiment. Have you ever wondered if work-life balance is really possible for a lawyer? We have too. So let's put it to the test. Join us as we experiment with proven tips and tricks to address everyday lawyer problems. I am Anya Smirnova. And I am Frida Levitsky. Today we want to continue on our topic of the New Year resolutions. Now that you have the New Year vision, how to maintain the motivation and progress the action. But first, let's see the results of our last experiment, which is like a, a good introduction to our today's topic. Uh, on our last podcast, we were talking about creating the New Year resolutions, resolutions that work, that last, that are on purpose, that help drive your life forward in the direction that you want. And for the last two weeks, the exercise was to really embody the vision of your future self and how you want to feel in one year's time, where you want to be. And it was focused on the being element. We're all very good at doing things. And we invited you to really feel as to how you want to be in one year's time. Frida, how did the experiment go for you? Well, I can't give you a result, but I did do my envisioning exercise. So that was extremely eye-opening, I think is the, is the best word to describe it. So my vision for 2021 is that I want to have a successful and recognized coaching business, Braving Boundaries, whilst maintaining sufficient time for my family and friends, time in the outdoors with the dogs, and I'd like to make, to make some time to read because I just don't read anymore. Um, I read coaching stuff and legal stuff, but I don't read for pleasure anymore. So that was my big vision. And my being resolution has been around stretching myself. I've called it my word. For, word for 2021 is to stretch. And I mean to stretch financially, professionally, and personally. And in order to free up my work and play side, I realized that I need to hand over and let go of the reins a little bit when it comes to my businesses. I have set myself on the financial stretching objectives, online marketing partner, and to help grow and market the business. Um, on a personal front, I have to commit to taking some proper time out this year rather than constantly be on the go and wanting to grow and grow and grow, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs are going to resonate with. And on a professional front, I want to stretch and develop my skills and research and methodology from a coaching perspective because I love learning and start my counseling and applied psychology degree. So stretch, stretch, stretch. And I saw your post on your social media with that word stretch and with your commitments posted. I think it's quite powerful to commit to the world with that promise. I don't know yeah. how people will uh, text you back in a year's time saying, what about your commitment? <laughs> But what matters is that you gave it to the world and that created more commitment for you. Yeah, there's a, there's a sense of accountability that has been put out into the world, I think. And we'll talk about how it's going so far in a minute. But I actually want to hear what you've committed to before I tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> I did a, a year review 
around, I think it was the 14th of December. I remember it was a Monday. And that was the week when I already moved all my coaching sessions, coaching my clients to the new year. People like schools were closing. My main clientele are working moms, so they, they already had their children at home. So that was a good week, the last week before the official holidays start, to take stock and to look back at that year. And surprisingly, despite that year being a really challenging one, like for everyone, I really felt I progressed so much beyond my expectation uh, during that year, meeting you, Frida, and starting podcasting with you. What a pleasure meeting my other collaborator with whom we run maternity leave e-course in the UK and also really focusing on my coaching practice and coaching uh, working women. And so reflecting back on 2020 gave me a very clear vision of where I want to be in one year's time. And that was, I want to focus on these three things. I felt that my family life and my personal life is in a very good place. And mm-hmm. I really like bottled that feeling and I felt in one year's time, I want to feel grounded, you know, to grow the roots deeper into that three directions in my professional life and keep that grounding in my personal life. And I really embodied it and it was so powerful. That week I was dancing in my kitchen and it really felt like I let go of that very strange year and that I passed it really fruitfully despite all the challenges. And my husband oh, I love like, that. I've been so relaxed in such a long time. And by the time all this Christmas news and like lockdown news came, I felt like I spent a week in a holiday mood. It was oh, that's amazing. I think we should be offering this template next next year when we do this, because I could certainly do with a dose of dancing around the kitchen. Instead, I was running around trying to get Christmas presents because I'd left it to the last minute, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I just wanted to, to add, actually, is that when I set, you know, we were talking about setting being resolutions. I did set myself a doing resolution at the same time because I did want to see the comparison, see how I was doing between the two, um, my doing resolution was typical me, and we talked about this last time, was I'm going to do some form of diet of some, you know, put on a little bit over lockdown, yada, yada, yada. So I decided I'm going to try intermittent fasting. And this is you diet for 16 hours and you eat during a window of eight hours. It's like, well, it's not too different from my normal eating pattern anyway. It's an extra two hours of, of not eating. And I'll tell you now, the minute it became a diet or a fast or a change in pattern and I had to do it, I had no, I've got no objectives for this, by the way. I just wanted to, to do it because I wanted to lose a little bit of weight. That's the only objective, not real purpose. The resistance hit immediately. All I've done is think about food when I'm eating, what I'm eating. It's so distracting. And, and so I've quit. I've done three days. I did three days and I was like, right, that's enough is enough. Because I think that that has completely thrown my mindset and distracted me on, on lots of other things. And it's because I don't have that bigger purpose. 
to work towards. There's no life purpose attached to it. I can just hear like a voice in your head, probably labeling it. During our podcast, we called this resolution from a place of punishment. <laughs> we called it a resolution that will not stick. <laughs> Glad you brought it up. And what I'm not, I'm not saying that losing weight is a bad resolution to have if, if, if that's what you want to do, but it's understanding why you want to do it. And it's that bigger purpose. What's it going to benefit? How's it going to benefit you? Is it you want to live longer? Is it that you want to, to be able to do more sports? Is it because you want to run quicker? Is it because you want to be more active for your children? That's a much bigger life purpose goal for wanting to lose the weight. Whereas actually losing the weight is just one of the steps to be able to get you to there. And that brings us really well to our today's topic. So we wanted to guide you from creating those new year resolutions and the the vision for the year ahead to helping you keep yourself motivated and taking action towards that vision because we all struggle with that in january don't we what do you think might be obstacles that stand in your way that don't allow you to follow through with your vision or to to break your resolution what do you think might stop you I think obstacles are even more powerful sometimes than the resolutions themselves. And I think the first one is when is losing the connection with that new year resolution. Yeah. When you come out, out of the, all the holidays and you look on um, your resolutions, you wrote like a couple of weeks ago, you're like, Hmm, what are you <laughs> thinking about? What does that actually mean? And yeah. What- I think that might be because potentially you've not necessarily embodied it as much as you think you might have done to start with. From my experience, overwhelm and, and it all becoming a bit too much is probably the thing that is going to be my biggest obstacle when it comes to actually achieving, achieving my, my goals for the year. Um, I have a tendency to get big cloud, big cloud coming into my head and going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. That very much tends to be the thing that causes procrastination, that causes a slowdown, that causes me just to stop. Overwhelm of just too many things on your plate? Mine's more a fear. This fear around failure, fear of success, fear comparison. (laughs) Comparison's a brilliant one for me. And there's always somebody that's going to be doing something better than me. Or there's always somebody that's going to be looking as though they're doing something better, which is more, more important. That's something that is a stumbling block for me quite a lot of the time. I'm sure there are loads of people, me included, have the experience of this fear and overwhelm because of fear of a possible future failure. Before you, And when you look at it from like a safe ground, from a safe place, you think, what are you afraid of? You haven't even started yet. You're <laughs> afraid of something potential future that hasn't happened yet and so what and if it but, happens, it, but so it what? makes you stick it it's like being in sinking sand or, or stuck in the mud i'm thinking of never-ending story when he's in that that, that mud pool and but it, it holds you steady pretty solidly steady and you feel like you can't move forward in it And you were mentioning before we we started talking today, another obstacle might just be practical stuff, that that there's too much stuff going on. Yeah, it's overwhelm of where you spend your time. What do you choose? That's true. And I think generally from a listener's perspective, like, I mean, just practical things like 
the fact that COVID's pretty all-consuming at the moment and, and the knowledge and the uncertainty wrapped around it, you've got children. Um, their lives are going to get in the way at some stage uh, of, of your, your bigger vision. Or, and I'm not saying that they are excuses, they're very valid excuses, but it's you put practical, ways, practical things in the way of achieving your goal and your desires and put yourself on the back burner for a little bit and put other things in front of it. That might be one of the other reasons or obstacles that may stand in our way of keeping us going forward. So we have some practical obstacles. We have emotional obstacles of just being fearful. Um, we have the obstacle of just losing connection with that um, visioning. And so how do we get ourselves out of that place of feeling well, stuck? So I think, and I know we discussed this before, is that coaching's pure core ethos is about by connecting with your vision, your future vision, it will help you get unstuck. So connecting with your life purpose, the vision that you have set for yourself, that person that you want to be in a year's time, remembering what that is, embodying what you want to be, remembering the benefits, remembering the, the, the things that this will bring for your life, the positives that will come with being that person will get you unstuck and overcome the obstacles that are currently standing in your way. It's like you, you, you flick a light on in a room, like you are in a dark room of either fear of practical obstacles and you're kind of bumping into everything. But when you flick on that vision and you really connect with it, things become clear. It's, this is my fear there and this is the way around it. When you see the destination and the destination as a physical place or as an emotional place, Mm -hmm. or, oh, but I will feel so fulfilled. I will feel so right in the right place in my life. Suddenly that fear um, goes away. Yes. I must say that the, the worst thing that can happen in that dark room is probably hitting my little toe on one of the pieces of furniture. <laughs> but that, I think that's a good hypothesis then. Connecting with our future vision helps us to get unstuck. So from an experimental perspective, we've talked about it really, is that when we're in a point where we don't think we can move forward or we're feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling disconnected or we're feeling like there's too many practical things in the way, what we should do is to embody that vision, that future vision. Remember the benefits, remember the uh, core values, remember the, the things that it's going to bring to us, step back into that future person that we want to be and then start to look at what steps Conceptual steps, not little minutiae steps, but conceptual steps of how we're going to get there. So the first practice is to remember your vision and to really mm -hmm. watch it because we quite often start with thinking about doing and then emotions actually is the biggest driver of our decision. So the first part of the practice is to really connect with your vision and notice how it makes you feel, where you feel it in your, in your body, what kind of emotions come to mind? What kind of feelings? What's the temperature of that vision? And really acting it so that it becomes easier to connect with it later when you are in that uh, stark, dark room. I love that. And the second part is 
create uh, an approximate action plan and act on it, taking one step at a time and checking in with your vision whether that plan is still on the right track. There are rarely there are any linear roads towards your destination and yes. things can happen. You decide to, to travel and you choose a destination and you wake up in the morning and suddenly one of the roads is blocked and so you still go to the destination but you choose a different road. But then if you have the destination, if it's easy for you to connect with that, it's easy for you to find alternative routes. And still want to go. And still want to go. I love this. Yeah. Excellent. I like that. Um, do, shall we just give an example? Yes, let's do it. I did something very similar to this uh, in 2014 when I was in a place where I was very much looking to find somebody in the world who would love me was my, was my ultimate um, goal, I suppose, for the year. The, the overall vision for me was that I wanted to meet someone and be happy and romantically involved with somebody who loved, respected and wanted to be with me. Now, in order to get to that overall vision, it can be quite overwhelming at stages where, you know, day-to-day -day life knocks things, work gets in the way, um, practical holidays, um, friendships, weddings, you know, you, it, it's not an easy destination to get to. There's a lot of things that need to fall into place. But what I realized in those moments of overwhelm was that I remembered that vision to meet somebody and to be with someone who loved and respected me. In order to do that, I needed to meet single people. In order to do that, I needed to go out and actually put myself into situations where there would be single people to meet. And in order to do that, once I'd got myself into those situations, I actually needed to talk to those people. And in order to talk to those people, I needed to build my confidence. And it was a question of how I built my confidence. And that became that first step was working on myself and to rebuild that confidence that I had lost. That just came to mind when you, you talked about the steps and the stages. They weren't very specific steps. They were quite conceptual ideas, but they were things that I could start to work towards. And the first of those was just to build my confidence. I think it's a great example because when we search for our life partners, there is rarely any linear path. <laughs> Usually, looking back, it always happens by chance because you took some random action. Because but you took action. You took yes, action. Absolutely. But it was usually out of your normal path, yes. normal at the time. But looking back, it's always like, oh, on the day, I really didn't want to go out, but I did. I really didn't want to go to the party, but, and usually I wouldn't, but I did. Exactly that. Yeah. Uh, my example would be when I started my business, when I left law and I became self-employed, I realized how much my work as a lawyer was structured. And when I became self-employed, there is all this freedom to do what you want with your time. But there is also the overwhelm of I have all this time. And what do I want to do with it? What is the right way to spend this time? What are the right things to spend this time and energy on and having the vision of where I want to be and how I want to help working moms helped me and uh, 
guided me for the first two years while I was building that much needed structure around my work. Mm-hmm. And nothing was clear. It was like walking in a fog. And having that vision really helps you just to take one next step. Um, I love that. And look how successful you are now. So it's worked. You've proven to yourself already that it's worked and that this can work going forward. And I can say that it really was very effectively taking me out from all those fearful places. That's it for this week's episode of the Lawyer Life Experiment podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. It was presented to you by Anya Smirnova and Frida Levitsky. Find our information and contacts in the podcast note. We love to hear your views on this podcast. Please reach out to us or use the link in the show notes to give us a review. You can also subscribe and like and tell your friends about it and have fun experimenting. Yeah.